0: Let's go, let's
1: go, go. Brought to you by P4P Muscle Productions and Entertainment yeah. The number one drug-free athlete sponsorship
0: foundation in the world Now, I want you to grab a friend, turn the volume up a bit, lean in And listen to the show where all the athletes want to talk Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino oh,
1: oh. Hello, everyone,
0: and thank you for tuning in to Fit Talk with Melinda Corsino. This show is brought to you by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are interested in being a drug-free athlete or just uh, looking for the best supplements on the planet that represent the drug-free lifestyle, check out P4P Muscle at p4pmuscle.com. If you see anything on there you like, you can also use my code Melinda, M-E-L-I-N-D-A, for 15% off your purchase. So tonight we have an excellent show lined up. It's called The Signature Bikini Stage Look. We're going to go over tips on suits, posing, hair, makeup, and a ton more. But so I have some great guests on with us tonight. I have two calling in right now. and may have one that's going to call in a little bit later. Um, I have Pam Wilkie. So she is actually my suit sponsor. Uh, she is also... Um, has competed in the past. She is the owner of Muscle Couture Competition Bikini and Figure Suits. And then I have Christy LeConte, who is an IFPA bikini pro. So I'm going to have them introduce themselves to you and give them, uh, give you guys a little more information on them. So, Pam, why don't we start off with you?
1: Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Pam Wilkie. I am the owner and sole designer at Muscle Couture Bikinis and Figure Suits out of Nashville, New Hampshire. I'm also a posing coach. Also coach out of Nashua, New Hampshire, and as Melinda mentioned, I am her suit sponsor. I competed from 2007 to 2010. Uh, I did receive a lot of good feedback on my posing, which is why I decided to become a posing coach. I also, at that point in 2010, decided to start designing my own suits, and it's really taken off, so I'm actually really loving it.
0: Thank you, Pam. All right, right, Christy, why don't you give the listeners a little more information on yourself?
1: Excellent. Thank you, Melinda. Uh I am Christy LeConte. I am the Defending York Prep Bikini Champion for the IFPA. Um, I have been a personal trainer for 10 years. I've been competing for three, coached for two years. I love helping not only the the transformation of a athlete through stage, but also just any normal person who wants to get to their health and fitness goals. It's one of my things that I live for since I was in college, and one of the things that I strive to do for the rest of my life. All right. Well, I'm very
0: excited to have you both on the show, and hold on one second. I think I have my other caller calling in right now. Hello, how are you? You are live. Is this Tanya? It
1: is. I'm so sorry I'm late. I got stuck out there with somebody, and I am ready to go. (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. You were called in just in time. Uh,
0: Christy and Tam already did their introductions to the audience, so why don't you quickly introduce yourself to everyone
1: that's listening? Awesome. Thank you so much. My name is Konya Klein. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I have been competing as a natural athlete for a little over four years now. Um, I carry a bikini pro card with the IPL with IFPA as well as PMBA and a sports model pro card in the PMBA. So this is definitely a, um, a huge journey that I have fallen in love with and a, a big passion of mine. So I'm really excited to be here and share with you guys.
0: Thank you. I'm excited to have all you guys. And uh, thank you, Tanya. You called in like literally just in the nick of time as the other two finished. So that was perfect timing on your part there. All uh, right. So um, – Let's start off. There's so much that I want to go over. I get a lot of questions from from girls um, that are interested in coming into bikini natural or NPC uh, that are just looking for quick tips on smooth tanning, hair makeup, posing, all the all the fun stuff that goes into the show. So I figured, you know, why not get a group of very educated women on the show to explain it to everyone. And uh, for those listening in, if you don't know, every show I go to in natural bodybuilding, the bikini classes seem to grow and grow and grow to the point where you can have well over 100 competitors in a novice and open bikini show. So this is definitely on the rise. Um, Let's start off with suits. So I guess, Pam, you can kind of take us off on this one. As far (laughs) as... Picking the right color and decoration for you, certain cuts that you guys recommend. I mean, when a, a new bikini competitor is looking for their first suit, what do you recommend they look for in a suit? And, um, yeah, why don't you start us off with a lovely
1: suit decorated here? Well, you want to make sure, as far as the color goes, you don't want to be washed out. You know, everyone obviously has tan on them, but everybody's skin grabs the tan a different way. You don't, you may not know how it's going to grab until you actually get the tan on you. So what I like to do is focus on the hair color. And, you know, white right now is a very popular color, white, green, uh, yellows sometimes. But, you know, I find with uh, real dark-haired girls, the lighter colors look really good. And with uh, blondes, Maybe not so much. You know, a white, as you know, Melinda, you wore white and it looked fantastic on you. It may not pop as much as it would in a blonde. So I really like to compare the uh fabric colors to the hair color, not necessarily skin tone because your skin tone is not gonna be as it normally is when you get on stage and you have the tan on you. And as far as, you know, crystals or decoration, you know, uh, There is a natural federation that just recently, and what I mean by recently uh, is probably the past couple of years, two years ago, they just started allowing decorated bikinis as before they, they had to be plain. You can never have enough bling or too much bling, I should say, on your suit. There's really no such thing as going overboard. So it's really just a matter of preference as far as the design or even your budget how many you want to put on there, but you can never have too much.
0: Tanya or Chrissy, anything you guys would like to add to that? Um,
1: yeah, that was awesome. And um I agree, I I have had ever since I've been a professional um competitor, I've been sponsored with Bilbo Bags and, you know, I agree with what she said. You know, you can never have too many stones. Um matching the color, you know, this the obviously our skin tone changes, but matching the color with the hair and, you know, I think it's so great to be able to go in and, and have a suit custom made for your body, the draping, the connectors. Um, I actually have been blessed, and I have my own collection now, so that's super exciting. It's called the Tanya Klein Collection by Bilbo Bags, and that, um, that's a micro-cut bottom, but, you know, I have tons of connectors, and we bling out the whole thing. So it's uh, I, I agree with that. The The more bling, the better. I I feel, yeah. Uh, I talk to my clients a lot about suit selection, and I tell them, I kind of ask them what their personality is like because their personality can speak through their suit. A lot of the times, you can't tell your personality when you're on stage unless you have the posing nails and your stage presence, and your suit is part of that stage presence. So, having a part of your personality that can be seen without being spoken is really something that adds to you. So, that's one thing that I have my people do
0: that is all excellent advice. And going off of that, do you guys feel that someone's suit choice or the cut of their suit can affect their placement in a show?
1: hundred percent. Absolutely, yeah. One of the that things like I the, see that, girls. That like 100%. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I see that girls do wrong a lot is they wear their suits too low. Um, mm-hmm. for instance on um, they, they think of it more like their underwear instead of where their their hip line is actually placed. So most of us don't wear our underwear on our hip line anymore. If you saw the Victoria's Secret uh, um, show the other day, they actually had it just straight across. So for us, for our legs and everything, it's better to actually put it on your hip line. And a lot of girls cut themselves off, and then they don't have that nice symmetrical balance that they actually would have in their own body if they placed the suit a little higher. Yeah, that, that yep. makes sense. And don't you guys agree, too, like, um, when picking the connectors and stuff, like, it's super important to fit it that where it's going to fit your body. Like, I think if you're a hippier person, you don't want to get, like, big giant connectors on the side because that just draws more attention to your hips. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. The connectors mm-hmm. are just as important as the rest of the suit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What... um.
0: And just for everyone listening in, uh, two of these ladies do have suit businesses. Um, So I will go ahead after the show and post, you know, if you're interested in contacting them for any type of custom-made suit or or anything like that, uh, just tips on suits or whatnot, I will post that. So anyone listening in can go ahead and contact them about that. Um, But let's move on to tanning. So just as important, if not more important than your suit, is a professional suit spray tan. So what are your thoughts on a professional spray tan versus tanning yourself and uh what would you recommend especially for new competitors coming in?
1: Oh man, you have to I I have a spray tan company now um uh, because it is so important, but you absolutely have to get a professional tan done, I believe. You know, you can't you can't tan yourself in the back evenly. There's just so much that they can see um there i i I don't even think that's an option i I would never encourage that no i- i used to uh when i was when I was competing i we used to do our tans ourselves ourselves until the very last competition I did and once I had it done professionally, I swore I would never go back to doing it myself It just <laughs> there were too many mistakes and too many streaks that that can be going on that you can't necessarily see. Even if you have a friend that's doing it for you, is that friend a professional tanner? Mm, probably not. Otherwise, you'd be paying for it. And then it eliminates stress, you know? Like, then you just don't have to worry about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Me, as a coach yeah, was, and as a, fellow, as a fellow competitor, I've actually done the tan for other people, and I've had uh, other people do it for me at many events, where I was actually knocked for my show in Kansas City, I placed stuck here, and the feedback I got was my tan was off. And so that was the biggest feedback that they gave for me because one of the biggest things, the difference between doing your own tan and doing uh, either a tan at the venue or a pro tan is that uh, the, the tan at the venue or a pro tan sprayer is that you're going to get more of a color that's going to be similar to everyone else. So it takes True. one of those factors away that they can actually judge you on because your tan will be similar depends on your body ph levels of course and how you prepare your skin but it just takes away one of those factors so that you're right one of you said that the stress levels off but it also just takes away one of those things that they can try to knock not that they try to knock you down on but just one thing that they can judge against you
0: for me it's stress level <laughs> i like you guys mentioned before i there's so much going on uh when you wake up the morning or the night before, you're preparing for a show, especially as a female with hair and makeup. And it is, in, and then maybe if it's your first time stepping on stage, it's those added nerves of never being out there before. It takes away the stress. So if you tan yourself, it's that constant worry of is this does this look right? Is this what it's supposed mm-hmm. to look like when you get on stage, especially as a new competitor? But if you go on there confident in your tan that it's supposed to look this way. If you have a professional person doing it that has done this for years, it takes away that added stress. And then, you know, when you step on stage, you want to get on stage knowing that you've done everything in your possible power to put out the best package possible. And you feel that way when you have a professional doing your tan, at least for me. And because I've I've tanned people, I've dated someone back in the day that was a bodybuilder and I helped tan him. And I got to tell you, I want nothing to do with that stuff ever, ever again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's fine.
1: But do you guys have any... Oh, yeah,
0: but, but you know, it's and for new competitors, it's, it's expensive. Shows are expensive. When you get into this field, you have to know that it is going to cost some money, but I would not, unless you are really good or have someone that's really experienced applying your tan. I would highly suggest spending the little extra money that it's going to cost you to have someone else do it because you spend months and months prepping for a show and you do not want points, you know, added on to your score just because your tan was off after putting all that work in. So I highly yes, recommend I it. Like, um,
1: you know, do you guys I always have any canning? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I always tell my clients, there are some things during competition that you can Maybe save some money on, or I don't like to say cut corners, but uh, the the few things that you do not want to go cheap on or cut corners on is your tan, your trainer, and the person who's designing your nutrition plan, and your suit. Do not want to go cheap on those things. We've had, Melinda, I think you've seen uh, some competitors who have had suits made not by me, but by someone else. The connectors broke, and I've fix them for them, but the the person who they bought their suit from used very cheap materials and, you know, used connectors that fall apart. And, you know, if you cut corners or go cheap on, on these things, you know, even somebody designing your nutrition, you're not going to look your best that day. You just won't. Yeah, you know, for sure.
0: Do you guys have any panning horror stories before we move on? Any <laughs> crazy things sure that have do. happened at a show? Oh, go for My it. First
1: my first show, um, I didn't, I wasn't, I was told to shower the night before the show. So when I got on stage, I was pretty much. I mean, I'm a very porcelain person in the first place. So <laughs> I had, I had two days of of pre-tanning at um, at a professional tanner, but not a show tanner. And tan and showered the Friday before, and then they gave me a touch-up before I went on stage, and it was, I was, I was see-through still. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we've seen uh, competitors who may not have followed the prep instructions uh, as they should have, and their tan reacted with whatever clothing they had put on, and their tan turns green. But it's only yeah. because they didn't follow the instructions. So that's a, a great point for anybody new out there that has never experienced a spray tan. Um, for a competition, follow the instructions. Regardless of the company you use, because different companies, I'm sure, are going to have a, a little bit of different prep. Just follow it because you guys will save yourself so much um, heartache. And that's a, a perfect example right there. Is you know, deodorant under the arms. You're you will for sure have green armpits. You know, so follow follow the rules. <laughs> and
0: another thing for people that have not done this before. Uh, at least any time that I've been tanning professionally, you are naked. So I remember the first time that I went in and they'll put you, if there's other competitors in the room, you'll be in your own little shell, like almost like a cocoon-looking thing. Um, Or if you're tanning by yourself and you're the only person there, I'm sure they'll have a different setup. But I had no idea going in that I was going to have to – I don't know why I thought that it would be different considering my bikini is so small. What else would I be tanning in? But (laughs) – yeah, you are you are naked. So you can go in there and, I mean, I, I have a female and she's awesome and um, I actually should have asked her to be on the show too. But if you're not comfortable stripping down in front of someone, it's going to be tough because that's what they're going to ask you to do. So if that's something you're not comfortable with, and gentlemen, they will give you something to cover yourself. But as a female, just so you know, 99% of the time, if you go into someone to get a spray chin, you are going to be naked in front of that person. So uh, that was yeah. a tip that I kind of wish I realized before I went in. I was totally fine with it, but I was just shocked the first time. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. You know, so, and you, you know, you have to get in awkward positions. They're spraying you. So just so anyone knows out there that's thinking about competing for the first time, that is what goes on.
1: <laughs> and it's a um, little, <laughs> what? And it's cold. It, it is, is cold. <laughs> it's it's, and it's cold, and cold, and you have to dry
0: naked in front of a fan or without a fan so bring your cell phone or something that you can play games with because you're going to be standing there for a long time drying and then it gets boring
1: you do get to meet some uh good friends and get to know them up close and <laughs> personal <laughs> for sure for sure your modesty goes out the door if you have any so yes yeah, no modesty I remember I was at Worlds last year and there's
0: obviously people from all different countries there um, and I was next to this girl from Europe. I'm not sure where in Europe she was from, and we were chatting away. We're in, like, these tents. We can't see each other. We can just see each other's faces. And there she goes. She just got out of her tent and walked right into mine. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, you know, it's like there's, there is no modesty in these, especially when you're tanning with a bunch of women backstage. So to warn everyone ahead. of time. Um, so let's kind of move on to hair and makeup. What is the look that uh, each of you go for or have gone for when you've gone on stage and what do you recommend is a good look for women out there that are just starting out?
1: You know, I think it really depends on uh, their facial features. Uh, For a while, I was recommending girls stay away from ponytails because it looks like maybe you didn't know what to do with your hair, so you know what? I'll just pull it back and throw it into a ponytail. But... I had someone recently who really wanted to wear a ponytail, and it looked fabulous on her. She had the poof teased in the front and then a high pony in the back, and it looked absolutely beautiful. But, um, you know, I try to stay away from the big hair. Too much too much oomph, I guess, because it's a little distracting. Not to say you can't have curls or, you know, the banana curls or tease it up a little bit. You absolutely can, and it may look gorgeous. But if it's too much, if you have a lot of hair, a lot of thick hair, you might want to kind of bring it down a little bit so it's not distracting from your physique and your suit and your pre- overall presentation.
0: Does
1: anyone want to add on to that? Uh, um, I like I like the long, sleek oh, look. Yeah, it's okay. I like the long, sleek look. It just looks long and healthy as long as your, your hair has a nice... Um, layers to it or movement to it, I think the movement is key. That nice, soft, silky look is important, whether it's done as a Victoria's Secret kind of waves or just that softness to it. Unfortunately, sometimes you see girls who have extensions and they're not used to having their extensions, and you can see the difference in their hair, and that just takes away from some of the 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 flow of their hair, I guess I would call it.
0: Connie, anything you want to add in?
1: yeah i you know i kind of do both um sometimes i do the long sleek uh that's for me that's the easiest because i don't have to worry i'm really picky about the way my hair curls around my face but um so that's really easy for me the only issue that i run into sometimes when i have the sleek look is you know with the tanning oils and just everything in the whole day by the time the night comes i feel like it's starting to get really greasy and flat looking Mm -hmm. so if if I have curls, that kind of weighs it down a little bit, and I feel that softens it. However, um, like she said earlier, when you start with a curl, sometimes I feel like I'm a giant head of hair, you know, and I get lost. I feel like I have a long, skinny face, so I feel like sometimes my face gets lost in my curls. So, But I can tell you guys, um, I it, this is funny. I, I have a salon, and I have been told four times when I first started competing by judges that um, what what was going on with my hair. And I couldn't figure it out, my hair, my makeup, what was going on, but I was doing it myself. And um, so I will never again, once I changed that, everything had changed for me. And I saw what they were talking about once I could look at the pictures and stuff. So I know Sometimes, you know, like we said, not cut corners, but sometimes we kind of, you know, cut back on things. I would recommend that too because I feel your stylists really know, you know, what they're looking for and know how to do that and how to make you look your best and to hold that hair, you know, all all day long, your hair and your makeup. So um, that, I did get judged down for that um, on four shows that I know of. So um, I just kind of change it and see what, what I'm feeling for that mood and, you know, for that day. You
0: took my next question right away from me.
1: (laughs) My next question was going to
0: be, do you guys recommend going to a professional, spending the extra money, because it is definitely more expensive when you're getting stage makeup done, Um, or do you do it yourself to save money, and what's that line? So, uh, Christy and Pam, do you have anything to add into what Tanya already mentioned?
1: Yeah, I I, have. Sorry, go ahead, ahead. No, go ahead, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I have some clients who are actually really good at uh applying their own makeup and if they a lot of them do like to wear their hair straight, have that sleek look, which is very easy to accomplish. So a lot of my clients will actually do their own hair and makeup. But some of them, it goes back to that stress factor. They don't want to have to worry about it. So they, you know, you can absolutely spend the money on it if you want to. Um, and you're going to have the peace of mind of not having to take the time to do it either before the show or even at the show, which I can't imagine doing, Um, but you'll also have a professional taking care of it for you, knowing the stage look that they want. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I ended up getting makeup lessons before the show because some of the shows that I do were not in the area, and then as a pro, you have to travel more, so it's a little harder to bring a pressure with you or to find someone, and because I, that's one area that I do like to save some money on, when I got to the lesson, I was able to learn not only for stage, but she also taught me for everyday life, because I'm not a big makeup girl, I usually am in gym clothes and hair tie with no makeup 90% of my day, being a personal trainer and just working out and getting into my clients and classes, whatever it is, in my day, I don't wear a lot of makeup, uh, so when I was doing shows, she taught me how to do it. But then I also had some really great friends who did shows with me who would teach me little tips that they like to do, and then I learned from that, and I just practiced. So especially during prep, it's something that you can do when you're in your prep that will make you feel really good. <laughs> On nights that maybe you're you're not going out because you're staying in, doesn't mean you can't practice your makeup. And YouTube has so many great tutorials that I looked up tutorials on YouTube. Granted, it's just like a Pinterest sale sometimes, but <laughs> but you definitely can practice it. And you're at your own home, and then maybe you look great, and you know what works for you. So,
0: mm-hmm. It's de- definitely good advice as far as traveling goes, because that can affect just not having a person that you're used to doing your hair and makeup, and even professionals, whether they're a professional or not, on their own, a salon, or not they don't always do the best job for you. Uh, different people like how different stylists do their makeup. And I recently traveled for a show and I was very nervous uh, with, I didn't know who they were having down there because it was kind of booked last minute. So I actually looked at malls in the area because I feel very comfortable when anyone from MAC does my makeup. I go there all the time for my photo shoot makeup. So, um, knowing that I like the style and how they do it and that I can work with them and that they can do stage makeup, I will often seek out a MAC nearby if I'm doing a show that's not close. Uh, that's kind because I, I could probably do my own. I don't know how it would turn out, but it, for me, like Pam mentioned, it's the stress of having to wake up in the morning. I have so much to do, and the last thing I want to do is spend an hour doing my own makeup. I'd just rather have someone else take care of it for me. So... For me, I'll try to seek out people that I know may may or may not do what I'm looking for, versus not being comfortable at all and being very nervous about the situation. But do you guys feel uh, hair and makeup affects the bikini division placing? I mean, I can account for that firsthand, but I'll let you guys go ahead and describe how you think it affects uh, someone's placing on stage in the bikini
1: division. Hundred percent. It's part of the package happened to me um the, like i said those four times for sure so absolutely yes they uh the organization say in advance that beauty and the hair and makeup is all part of uh it's all part of the package that they're looking for so it has to be flattering the makeup and the hairstyle have to be flattering on you can, can i can i make one suggestion for new people too whether they do their own or have it done um I don't know how you girls feel, but have you ever, like, watched a show or you've seen the girls, and they're up on stage, and they everything looks perfect, but their face is really, really white because it doesn't mm-hmm. at all come close to their spray tan? Yes. Yes. And I yep. feel like that is, uh, like, a big no-no. Like, I, I feel like it can be a little lighter, but don't go in there with your face super, super white. I mean, it's almost like in person. I feel that your foundation is probably not the prettiest look. Um, but on stage it comes out really beautiful. hmm yeah, yeah, I usually ask you to do a yeah, I do a spray on my face the night before and just pat it yeah. lightly before just so I have some kind of base. Like I said, I'm a very pale person and I don't do tanning, So it's something that um helps me get even the darkest shade of foundation that I can get that makes my skin look slightly like the skin of my body.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we've all seen
1: uh too light and too dark. Yeah. I think um, base tan, you know, or like one light coat, I think is always great on your face coming from the tanning side. But um, be careful on getting too much competition color on your face. And, and it also will kind of do some funky things with certain makeup. So um, be careful, be, you know, watch out on that one. Yeah, that's why I usually wash off that one layer. Then when I have them do it on Friday, and then I wash it off Saturday before I do my makeup. Yeah, no, that's perfect. We all we do a yeah. base too the night before. Yeah. I personally have never gotten my
0: face sprayed before, but I do um, when I do either if I go to Mac or if I have uh, my friend Jenny do it that owns a salon nearby. Um, I bring my Mac makeup that I know is exactly one shade lighter than my tan, because I always go to the same person every time for my tan. Uh, so it's just finding that look and making sure that you're blended in your neck i'm not a makeup artist but you don't want that line across your chin because then you and then you need to make sure that your face is one shade lighter but it also blends in with your neck color as well so you're just not there's not a giant line across um but that was a great that was a great point about the one shade you know, making sure. Cause, and you also don't want to have a muddy face either, so you want to make sure that your body and face don't actually match exactly because then that's, that's not are. a good look either. And I I feel like I've had that a couple times on stage and I've had to go back and lighten it up because I just didn't realize what was going on. But it's an easy mistake to make as well.
1: For sure. So
0: um, let's move on to the probably one of the most important topics of the night, which will be posing. Because we all know that you can have the best physique on stage, but if your posing is god awful, you may not even place in the top five. So, yeah, uh, let's let's start with having a posing coach is one of those things that you really don't want to cut corners on. What are your uh, your ladies' advice for newcomers for the bikini division as far as you know finding a posing coach? How much they should practice and. Um, should they be doing online posing, coach, or should they find someone in their area that can do it in person? What's
1: everyone's take on that? Well, you know, I didn't mention it earlier, but that is absolutely one place you don't want to cut, cut corners is posing. It's it's a must. It's just as important as the physique. And, and with my clients, I recommend that we if, especially if it's a first-time competitor, I recommend that we start working together no less than three months out from the show. And I do like to see them, uh, if we're three months out, at least every other week, and then as we get closer, definitely once a week. Um, Skype sessions are, are awesome, but you know I would like to meet with someone in person uh, for the first session. It's a lot uh, more beneficial to be able to show them the moves for the first time in person, but then after that, Skype sessions really do work very well. Yeah, I agree. Um, Closing is humongous, and as far as how long should they practice, I think that just depends on the individual. Um, I was one of those that could have practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced because I just was very uncoordinated and awkward, and that will show, you know. So you definitely want to remember to be confident on stage and, you know, the more you have to practice, it's practice makes perfect. So you're not on stage, so you put your shoes on. I, I tell the girl sometimes that, that, like, the walking I think is huge too, you know, because that's the first impression. And if you can't walk in those heels, you know, put those shoes on and walk around your house, do your dishes, whatever it takes so that you feel good and you're not, you're not thinking about what's your next step, because you can see that in the girls as well. They they might have a phenomenal body and, and everything's on point, but you can tell that they're thinking, like, what's coming next? And their eyes are, you know, looking to the side because they're, they're thinking about what to do. So I agree 100% posing is is, is huge. And I, I typically like to start posing with my girls um a little bit after we they've already kind of been on their nutrition and starting to get some nice results, because I feel like if we start posing a little too early, Sometimes um, they're intimidated. and they, they, It kind of makes them look down and think they're not going to be ready. And I want the, it to inspire them. So we'll we'll usually wait till about eight weeks out from the show to start our posing. I uh, I haven't of with group both of them. Uh, I think twelve weeks is a great start starting point for most people. If, just knowing that your body's going to change as your so your posing is probably going to change, or the look of your body in that pose might change. Since I agree with them, I'd like to just give a couple of real quick tips. Especially in the back pose, for ladies in bikini, it is not bending over at your waist or your hips. It's actually an extreme arch of your back. So the, it's actually a arch of the back with the hips slightly towards the judges because you think of your – it's an obstacle illusion. You're going to put your glutes closer to the judges, move your waist a little bit farther away so your glutes look bigger, your waist looks smaller, but you're going to also keep your legs nice and wide so that you're also getting that V shape. So the most important thing is making that waist small, those boots tight, but it's not the bending over at the waist. That's the thing that gives the bikini class the bad reputation. A lot of people look at us and we're already, you know, fighting uphill against being the lower level of bikini, and then we have the back clothes that a lot of people, even professionals, I saw some pros doing it wrong still with the bending over, and it's not that. It's, it's a nice arch of the back. Chest stays up nice and tall let stay out nice and wide, hands long by your side. And then the front pose, it's not a twist. It's just getting yourself to be where it's you can get some oblique out, some ab out, show your glutes. I always joke with my, my clients with the booty from the front. If you can see the booty from the front, you're great. <laughs> but, sure. It's, it's, it's a constant thing that you have to train. It is going to hurt like a son of a gun. If you do it right, when you walk off stage, you're going to drop to your knees because it's mm-hmm. going to be tight and sore, and that means you've done it right. And the best part of it is that you can practice, practice, practice. I tell my girls to practice almost every night just by doing little turns you can get it in your body and just get the fluidness because, like we were talking about, it is about having that, ambiance on stage, and if you don't practice it you you'll feel awkward, so the more you practice, the better you're gonna feel, and that's what's gonna project along with that hair makeup and tan and the suit so yeah, well, you know one of the other things is um you know it's really good for to study the professionals or even amateurs that do very well. But it's important to know also and to recognize what poses work for your physique because not everybody poses the same as you know. And just because one person that you really like, you admire, and you follow, just because they pose one way doesn't mean it's going to look good on you. And which goes back to why it's very important to have a posing coach who knows uh, the rules also, the guidelines for each federation, specifically the federation that you're going to compete in because each federation has their own sets. A set of rules and guidelines. Yeah, I agree with that too because there's just that slight difference between each league, and some do a side pose, some do um, a different kind of transition. You want to make sure that you have the best tools. So, again, all those factors that they could use against you are no longer there, and they're, you're just being judged on your best performance there. Yeah. If you're a new competitor
0: that's looking for a posing coach that maybe – uh, your trainer is a posing coach as well, or I'm not sure of everyone's situation, but make sure that the coach has done their research on what league you're competing in because there's some coaches that will coach people that are going into NPC and then maybe you're doing a natural show on the WNBF, or someone's doing the WBFF and you're doing the IFPA, and they might not be completely up to speed on the bikini poses for that specific you know, show that you're going to be doing and it could be drastically different and you don't want to be on stage and have them calling out, you know, number 56, can you please, you know, fix your side pose? Can you please stand to the side or whatever they might be saying? Because you may have excellent posing, but it just may not be what that organization is looking for. So make sure that your coach has done their research and knows all of the rules before you go in because I've seen that That happen a couple of times to some of
1: my friends. Yeah, that's huge. For sure, I actually worked with um, a couple of girls who had gone to uh, another other posing coaches, and then for one reason or another, they weren't uh, they weren't quite happy. So I ended up working with them, and come to find out, they had no idea that they were supposed to be doing quarter turns in bikini. There is, as far as I know, one or two organizations that do require to do quarter turns, not just half turns. And they weren't taught to do this. Yeah, and that could kill it for them, you know? Right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And especially when uh, someone has to go out and do a walk as well, where they have to hit certain points on the stage and you're out there all by yourself and it's your first time on stage, you want to make sure that you're doing everything correctly. And usually for your tea walks, it is outlined on the website of each organization for the most part, what you're going to be doing. So if you have a coach that's experienced in competing in that organization or at least has done their research on that organization, that stuff is very simple to take care of beforehand so that you go in fully prepared. And
1: and for the newbies, should you guys decide not to have a posing coach, please read the guidelines on the websites for the organization because you will save yourself so much um, headache getting there. I, I don't... I don't understand. Sometimes people that get up there and do it and they have no idea what's going on. You know, it just baffles me. But yeah. uh, so definitely do your research if you, you know, if for whatever reason you can't afford it or you're not going to get a posing coach. Um, just read it. It's it's pretty simple, and they usually have pretty good pictures. And uh, you can also go back and look at like um, previous winners and kind of get an idea there. So
0: yes, that's a great idea to go back and look at pictures from the previous year on that show and see how that winner was posing. Uh, Because it's very easy to go online and look up posing or posing coaches or different examples, but a lot of times what's going to pop up is NPC or ISBB competitors, which is fantastic if that's what you're going to compete in, but if you're going the other route and going to do like a WMBF, INBF, even WBFF show, it's going to be different. So um, especially on that, a lot of times on that back poser, you know, I think I went from a WMBF show where we have quarter turns to an, I, um, not an ISPA, but it was an OCB show at the time, and it was half turns. We didn't do quarter turns. So um, it's different even within all the different national organizations. So it's it's, well worth doing the research and definitely looking at past winners to see, you know, what the judges, and the judges may be different, but what they were looking for.
1: Yeah, you know, if I can just add one quick thing on uh, studying the other competitors, I do like to have my clients look at not only the winners but the people who maybe didn't play so high because I think it's important to see not only how to post correctly but also what not to do. Well, that's a great point. I never even thought of that. That's a good one. And I don't, I don't know if you're going to cover this, but if I could just briefly say, um, if you if you guys have the funds and you do like competing, and it's something that you want to continue doing, I would definitely recommend buying the video if they have the video or pictures. Not even if you're not even going to use them, but just so that way you can go back and you can look, because you don't know what you look like. And I think after I did my first show and I bought those, I was able to go back and look at that stuff and use that as a point of reference, and I saw immediately what I liked and didn't like. Um, And then I never had to do it again. So but I would definitely recommend getting those pictures for yourself for that, you know, just for a reference. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, a I, I just think that's a great idea. Also, that will be a good reference point. Uh, the pictures from that competition will be a good reference point for your next competition to see how your physique has progressed. Yeah, Exactly. Um, what are some key things
0: that you recommend for new bikini competitors when they get on stage for the first time? Like sometimes you can get up there and you can kind of go blank or, oh, my God, and <laughs> if you haven't been on stage before. So what are some key things that you recommend that they keep in the back of their head when they're about to go out there for the first time?
1: Great. You know, yeah that's so true that's so true and don't stand there like a statue don't be afraid to make eye contact with the judges look around the crowd with your head you don't want to be turning your well bikini yeah you do want to shift a little bit but uh absolutely make eye contact with the judges make sure you're smiling all the time even if you don't feel like it you're nervous is anybody's business smile all the time make it look like you've done this a million times and make it look like it's a piece of cake awesome I usually I, like to I, keep I know. going in the I like to keep throwing in the crowd that will yell out something like cheeseburger because <laughs> 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 then you're going to laugh no matter what so remember why you're up there you're trying to have fun you just worked so hard for X amount of weeks so it's, I mean I remember my first time my lip was covering so much and I asked my family in the crowd if they could see it and they couldn't so remember that too that they can't see as much as you think they can, Some, the people in the crowd. Uh, but to have, like, maybe place a friend, a dear friend out there that will say something that will pee you, that you'll hear, that will help you relax a little bit. That's that's awesome about your lip. Mine does that still almost every single time. It's like, come on. <laughs> uh, it makes me laugh up there, so it it calms my nerves. But it's like, man. You know, um when you are when you go out there, especially in the beginning, when you're so nervous that you can get that really dry mouth and plus you're dehydrated, <laughs> Vaseline, that was another thing. I kept licking my teeth because I was trying to smile and my lips were stuck to my teeth. But um, Vaseline, right before you go out just on your, your front teeth, really, really helps keep your mouth a little moist so that your lip doesn't stick. That is very good. I didn't
0: even think about that before. Oh, it helps.
1: You
0: don't do a lot, just a little bit. Well, That's a great point. I didn't even think about doing that. Um, And I know, at least when I got on stage the first time, maybe I think my first T-walk I ever did, I had practiced and practiced and practiced, and then I got up on stage, and I did not probably almost anything that I practiced. But, (laughs) you know, it was... You have to act like you know what the heck you're doing so that you may mess up, but the judges, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing as far as the different poses you're supposed to hit, they don't know what you practice. So they have no idea. They weren't in your basement. They weren't in the posing studio watching you practice your posing. They have no idea. So you have to act, again, like yeah, I'm killing this right now. And in your head, you're like, damn, I screwed up three times. But they don't know. Again, they're just looking at what you're doing at that moment. So you have to pull it off like, yeah, I do this all the time. No big deal. And uh, then when you get off stage, you can freak out. But, you know, um, <laughs> exactly. it's all about, awesome. yeah, acting like you've been up there and acting like you know exactly what you're doing and having that confidence. And then, yeah, when you get off, you can bitch to all your friends. that oh, I screwed that up so bad. But you know what? Um it's all about your appearance and, and what you're presenting, and, and they don't know what's in your head, and you can't let them
1: know mm-hmm. what's in your head. Yeah. You know, one suggestion that I have on uh, when you're moving your hair off of uh, your back for so your back pose, uh, some people like to wear two bracelets, one on each wrist. Some people only wear one. What I usually recommend is uh, if you're going to sweep your hair off of your back, use the, the hand that does not have the bracelet on it because you don't want the bracelet snagging in your hair. If you wear two bracelets, grab the hair into a ponytail and pull, just gently pull it off of your back. That's a great point. Thank you. That's a very good point.
0: So what do you guys, uh, each of you can kind of go and, in- whatever order, I guess we can we can go ahead and start with Tanya and then maybe go to Christy and then Pam. Any last advice that you have for new bikini competitors that maybe we covered and you want to harp on some more or things that we didn't touch on that you just want to get out there real quick to them?
1: You know, I think, like, the biggest thing is just have fun and do not compare yourself to the other girls because – Everyone has worked hard. Everyone has had a journey, and you deserve to be there, you know, regardless of the situation. And I feel when you start comparing yourself to the other girls, um, that's when you sabotage yourself, you know, and you you see someone next to you, and you're like, oh, man, I hope I don't have to go out next to her. You know, and then you're standing next to her, and you already have brought yourself down, and you have no idea if how the judges are looking at her versus you. So I say just go in there and just know that you deserve to be there and just have fun with it. Um, I would like to say that this is just a part of you, not who you are. So who you are, who, you, what your identity is, is like, you know, who I am a daughter, I'm a wife, I'm a, a fur baby mom, um, that's who I am. But being a bikini pro or anything in that is just one of my chapters in my book. It doesn't define who I am. I think a lot of girls get caught up in that that's the only thing they have going for them. And I I want them to know that there's other aspects in their lives. So when it comes to prepping, don't leave out some of those aspects in your life. Enjoy your life completely and just have this as something that adds an adventure in your life. You know, I love love both messages, yeah. I love both messages and I couldn't agree more that, you know, competitors just really need to have fun with this. Um, um, don't definitely don't compare, especially your physiques, to others because you know the presentation when you get out there could be completely different. You even though you may not have, you may not think you have a, as good a physique as somebody else, your overall presentation could be better. But again, this is not um, this shouldn't define you, but be proud of where you've come from, how far you've come, the fact that you met your goal and you got on stage something I think 1% of the population does. Mm-hmm. So no matter what your story is, you've you've gotten to where you wanted to be as far as this particular goal goes, go, uh, goal goes. You should absolutely be proud of yourself and I'm sure your families will be proud of you and you should congratulate yourself.
0: All very excellent points and I think... Uh, to add on to what you guys are saying, and this wasn't a show that we talked about nutrition. I've done that in a lot of my past shows, so I wanted to kind of stay away from that and just, you know, focus on the stage look portion of it. But, um, two, don't be afraid to enjoy yourself after the show and, and realize that it's not you're not going to obtain that physique year-round. Uh, it's really tough, uh, the stigma put on females, you know, to look skinny and way less on the scale and, and all of that. But... You're not going to have that super lean body all year round, and that's okay, and that doesn't make you any less of a person. And for myself, I actually try not to get on the scale at all anymore, which has been very hard for me because I've always been a slave to the scale, which is not good. Um, So just, you know, be healthy, enjoy yourself. When you're done with your show, realize that you're not going to look in the mirror and see that stage body all year round things are going to change uh try not to jump off the bandwagon and gain 40 pounds because it's just going to make it that much harder when you get back on stage and it's not healthy to really yo-yo diet like that but uh, just keep in mind that it's it's just a portion of how you're going to look for the year and then the rest of the year you're going to put on some body fat you're going to get a little healthier you're going to make some improvements and then you're going to see those improvements when you lean back down to get on stage the next time so um can i say something about something the weight that you're going to see
1: Yep, go ahead. So no one knows what you weigh. We're the only people that know that. And it's our own psyche that is like we have that point in our our numbers, that that number on that scale that we won't go past because of X, Y, and Z reasons or how we feel. But just know, nobody knows what you weigh. So that that psyche that we have going on is something that we can work on to break. It does take work, but it's something that we need to remember that doesn't divine us either. It's just a number. It is really just number. It doesn't. It. No one even looks at it on your license anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so no, and that's focusing yeah, on that's so true. Strength. Is that Chrissy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Focus on that's your self-strength so and how you feel and how you look and it's just being healthy, eating good foods for you, whatever your goal is, enjoying life. That's the most important thing. Absolutely.
0: Um, and what else did I want? I wanted to touch on one more thing. Of course, it's escaping me at this point. But let's go on to what we can expect for you guys in 2016 coming up. Do you guys have any upcoming shows that you're going to be prepping for, any different business news that we'll be seeing from you guys? Um,
1: uh, let's start with Pam. Go ahead. What, what can we see from you in 2016? Well, pretty soon my new website will be up. Uh, MuscleCoutureSuits.com I am working on that as we speak and uh, I'm hoping that it will be finished probably mid-January, late January but there will be lots of designs on there I was busier than ever this past competition season and uh, it's already picking up now so you'll see a lot more custom designs coming out Awesome. Awesome Person,
0: take it away, Tanya or Christy whoever wants to go Go ahead, Tanya. Okay.
1: Um, well, I'm exci- I'm really, really excited. I uh, last year got my pro card in the IPL, which is a new league, um, and I happen to be the editor in chief for Natural Bikini Magazine, and Ben Yosef is the um, owner of that federation, and I have been very blessed to be able to partner with him, and I'm going to promote two shows for the IPL this year in Arizona, so we're bringing it to the West Coast. Um, so super excited. I will be promoting that and not competing in that one May 28th here in Arizona, as well as we'll have another one September 4th. Um, and then I will continue to grow my team. I have the smoothies and blender, so we'll, we'll be a big part of that show. And um, as well, a friend of mine is going to be promoting one for him in Sacramento. So that is the next show that I plan to do. That one is going to be um, either late April or early May. I'm going to do, we created a new category called Sports Model Division. So I'm going to go and try to get my pro card in that one, which I'm excited about. And I I am going to do an IPL this year, or not an IPL, IFPA. So I haven't decided which one. I kind of have to get my work schedule and figure out which which one is going to work for me. So I'm pretty open to that, but I definitely will find one there. And um, I will find um, an IFPL one to do Master's Bikini Pro, and that will probably come toward the end of the year so they can accumulate some more new competitors. So I'm really excited about that. Awesome. That sounds like you're going to be super busy. <laughs> yeah, I love it.
0: That's awesome. Um, Go ahead, I, Christy,
1: What can you expect from you? Sure. Um, I will continue to coach my uh, team. I'm taking 10 new competitors on and doing posing, nutrition, and just uh, workouts for them. I will not be competing as of right now in 2016. The thing I'm most excited about is I'm actually starting a podcast with Danica Johnson, who is the year before me, the 2014 uh, winner of the Yorton Cup. We're starting our own podcast to talk all about lady things, kind of like what we did tonight, talking about not only about show things or the show world, but we'll talk about what it's like to be a female in this ro- this world and the role that we play and how it carries through everything that is in our life, and how we don't let it run into other things. Um, it's gonna be a good time. I'm really excited about it. Uh, Jenica has a great spirit, so I'm looking forward to working with her. That's so cool. I love it.
0: Yeah, that's very exciting. Let me know when you guys uh, start promoting your first show that you do. I'd be happy to throw some stuff out there on my page because you guys are two awesome women that I look up to when I was, you know, competing in bikini and. Um, you guys are both awesome. So I'd love to help promote that for you guys and get that out there because I'm sure you're both very inspirational people that other women can go ahead and look up to as well. Well, thank you very much. We appreciate that. You're welcome. So is there any last words that you would like to say before we go ahead and wrap up here tonight?
1: Well, to so thank you so much for having me on. And it was yeah. an absolute pleasure sharing this time with all of you. Yes, I feel it's great. Thank. Mm -hmm. It's great to talk with other females about this sport. It's it's something that we don't get enough representation from. I feel so. It's good to Mm -hmm. just be together. Yeah, well, I really
0: appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy lives because I know, especially around Christmas time or the holiday time, depending on what you celebrate, that we're all super super busy. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy days to talk with me and give the listeners a little something to look forward to. So a lot of people are in their off-season right now, and which is fantastic. Please enjoy the holidays. Don't look at the scale because it's just <laughs> – don't even look at it. Put it away in your closet for the month of December. Have a good time. Yes. Work out. Be healthy, but have a good time. Get back on it in January so I wish everyone a happy off-season right now and uh, into your next competing season in 2016. I'm going to go ahead and post links on my page after we're done uh, to all these ladies' pages, whether it be their business page or their um, maybe fitness Facebook page, so you can contact them with any questions or just look at what they have to offer for their different businesses that they represent. And again, I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day and coming on with me and thank you to our listeners for listening in and my next show will not be until January Uh, so we have a little time I have a ton of shows packed for January and February already so I'll start promoting those a little more after the holidays because I know everyone's busy and having a good time so thank you guys for tuning in and being with me tonight and I will see you all in January have a good night guys thank
1: you have a great night Thank you. Bye. bye bye girls